Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 812.15, stranger, and see. Hey, Sheriff, why don't you follow us on Twitter? Frank on Absolute. <laughs> hmm. I feel that we ended up in some sort of Wild West backwards there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For that information. Ah, oh, the modern world. So, uh, speaking of the modern world, I was talking to a bloke yesterday who was telling me that he noticed that his uh, daughter, he's got a daughter, I think it was about 12, uh, uh, 13, and him, her and her friends, they switched the lights on and off with their thumbs Oh, in the house on the light switches because the thumb now has become the dominant thing because of texting. Oh, the texting. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, when you switch a light switch off, they, they thumb it, they thumb it off. And it's going to be an evolutionary change as our thumbs are going oh, to get yeah. a, a bigger and more I like flexible. the idea that the United Kingdom now is listening to this and holding their thumb up going, hey, I don't understand what... Well, they're probably... So, as yeah. close to fingers. Yeah, yeah they're adjusting, just adjusting the tuning with their... <laughs> with their thumbs. Their, their, their massive thumbs. Their fabulous thumbs. With the right kind of dimmer, though, just one touch only. Mm. I I don't, you see, I don't like a dimmer. Oh, don't you, Frank? Really? No. Oh. No, it, What's I, your problem with the dimmer? He likes quite a stark Birmingham light. Oh, I can't. All, that's it. I like on or off. That's why I'm like. off the middle ground. I'm not crazy about a shade. I like a sort of a East European prison kind of a feel to a house. Or no. dark. No, a dimmer is. Uh, make your mind up. Mm. What else do you want to dimmer on everything else? Where do you stand on lamps, Frank? Where do I stand on what lamps around like, the house? If you turn the big light off, <laughs> as it's been called in the past, yes. Would you put on any lamps? Have you got like a stand lamp or a? Oh, he's not, he's, not a, he's not a lamp man. I have got a lamp. My manager bought me a lamp exactly like the lamp from. I don't know if you remember this, but there's a big lamp in the Italian Job, the original movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. He bought me that. Oh, nice. But you know, is it an angle poise? Um, it's enormous. It's got okay. a massive piece slab of marble on one end and, right. like, a big silver thing that looked like... Remember when you used to walk past uh, ladies' hairdressers and women sat underneath those oh, things? Oh, yeah, it looks yeah. like that oh, on the other Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. But it's a lamp. You can dress it up any way you like. <laughs> what I'm <laughs> saying, it's not a, a standard lamp. Right. Yeah. If you receive my meaning. Uh-huh. You think this is tedious? It's going to get worse because... <laughs> I don't think it's tedious, though. I'm enjoying it. The, I like the talking wor- about lamps. The worst thing I think is possible to talk about is when someone tells you a dream that they've had. Oh, I hate that. I would put it right up there with when someone uh, tells you about a new American drama they've discovered on the telly. Yeah. Yes. You know when people do Oh, that. and they quote from it as well. Yeah, they say, oh, mm-hmm. oh have you seen um, Breakneck? <laughs> <laughs> The new, no, no, I've seen that. Yeah, it's, it's made by the people who make, make the West Wing. Oh man, it's and as soon as they got to it, all I hear, all I hear is I can see their mouth moving. Occasionally, I'll tune back in for. I'll tell you who's in it. Do you remember that? Guy? In this one episode, that 
I just, I don't, I don't care, don't tell me about it. I totally agree, Frank. I don't like American dramas, anyway. The <laughs> really? Wire, The West Wing, The Sopranos, they're all rubbish. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're wrong in I a way. I agree with Andrew you on Lex. The Sopranos. You know my feelings on that. No, no you're wrong in a way. Sopranos no, no. is the worst no, piece of television rubbish. ever I made. I don't, why are Awful. they even on? Take them away. Take them away. Look, you've had your, you know, you've had your mumble dialogue. No, go away. I thought they spoke quite clearly in Breakneck. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Breakneck's one of the best. <laughs> uh, it's not as good as Brassneck. It used to be in the dandy. Mm. <laughs> but so, anyway, so, so I, what's worse than that? I'm going to go. I'm, I'm tell you about a dream. I oh, had. oh, good, good. Yeah, only because I've always, um, I've always quite fancied myself as a Freudian. Oh, yeah. Oh. I think I'm quite good at interpreting dreams. I'll have oh, a dream yeah. and I'll lie in bed and think, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and see what that means. And, of course, that symbolises uh, yeah. work and mm-hmm. that symbolises well, it. Uh, yeah. Okay. You say you're Freudian. Let's slip into it. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, little joke there. You I missed it. You missed joke. it, didn't you? You missed it. It. Was, it, was, it was excellent. I enjoyed it. No, I got it. I, I didn't get it. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Freudian slip. Yes. Yeah, I'll get it now. Tough now, you've, now you've uh, now you've put the angle poise on it. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank three six zero is texted in. Ah, my old friend. Well, I, d- I don't think it's going to be your old friend anymore. Oh no, dear Frank, Emily, and Cockrell. Not even the Cockrell. Cockrell. Have mm. you watched Lillehammer yet? Simon and Hythe. Well, I liked her first album. <laughs> but uh, I think she just went a bit too cutie, do you know what I mean? No, that's exactly what you don't want, Frank. It's one of those American cop dramas. Oh, is isn't that it? what it is? is it yes, actually? it's set in Lillehammer. He's in a witness protection programme and he's in the mafia. You'll hate know, it. I don't know what Lillehammer oh, is. I just assumed that they'd made it up and that they were joining in with a no, joke. No, it's an actual thing. <laughs> oh, good. See, I would have no, pronounced that, that Lillehammer. I look forward to not yeah. watching that. Very well travelled. That's another American drama, is it? Yeah. Because they've also started now with like Scandinavian dramas, Italian. They're good. Like oh, yeah. Those. Look, because we don't have enough cop shows. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go and find some other shows about the police. I, like the I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the police. You know what I mean? I don't don't put me in with the uh, some some Tory politicians. But I don't just want to watch programs about the police. I like the They're idea also... you're sat at home with a box set of the Killing and the Bill. Going, do we really need a foreign cop series? Surely not. I've I've got a box set of The Sopranos. Yeah, have you watched it? Unopened. Oh, no, I know. I use it as coasters. <laughs> don't bo- don't bother, mate. No. Of course, I haven't watched it. We've also. I have a... watched it actually. I like. I have a look at them just to make. Every now and again, <laughs> I'll watch one to make sure it's definitely rubbish. It's not rubbish. It is. Ru- you can't compare those with. Yeah, get a pizza, yeah. Tony. Yeah. yeah, you should watch it's Deadwood. Not, it's, not Mon- it's not Monica the Glen, is it? <laughs> it's no Monica the Glen. You're right. You're right. Hey? We've also heard from the outside world from. Ballykiss Angel. No, you're talking. It was good, that. Yeah, spawned several career, careers, yeah. Colin Farrell. Was he in The Sopranos? Was he in Malachis Angel? Yes. I didn't quite know. Max that. Beasley. <laughs> Spatterty! The, gr- the great drummer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we haven't had a spit the tea moment for ages. Um, yeah. We've, uh, where yeah, Bob Carroll Jesus branched out a bit. <laughs> what else? Um, uh, somebody's texted, you had me slightly discombobulated there for a minute, Frank. Your thick accent ma- made thumbs... How dare you? ...sound like thongs. Oh, they're, so they're switching lights off with their thongs. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's probably what happens when the parents aren't there, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. maybe. We've also... That, 
fact. That same Mark in Dunfermline has also added, P.S., is that Marlon from Emmerdale you have on air with yourself and the uh, sexy-sounding lady? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not. <laughs> I was ne- I'm assuming that's me that he's I discussing. I thought you were Marlon from Emmerdale. No, it's, it's one oh, of those Clara Clara's that's turned out this in my favour. This is a bit embarrassing, isn't it? No, you Didn't were... Didn't you tell me he was Marlon from Emmerdale? <laughs> no, <laughs> he was the asthmatic in... Jason the asthmatic yeah. in A&E. Oh, yeah, I always get those two mixed up. <laughs> So well, Frank. I was I was um, a moss Brealey for a bit <laughs> period. Oh, lovely facial. So right. I had this dream. So in this dream, dream, right? I'm oh, yeah. I'm on a sort of a raised walkway. A sort oh of God! Almost. Then a shark came along and ate the bubble gum. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no. It's it's a bit more. Um, I don't have those kind of fans. Fant- in my okay. dreams, I'm sort of in a supermarket. I buy some food and I go home. <laughs> I don't know why I bother having a dream life at all. Nothing <laughs> fantastical happens. Nevertheless, I was on a raised... I'm going to call it a gantry. Okay. Okay. And uh, I looked down and there was a car park, a large car park with people walking about, and who should walk across with a group of friends but um, Andy Murray, the uh, well-known tennis player. He'd had his hair, I noticed. He'd had had it slightly highlighted with red. When you say I noticed, this didn't really happen. No, no, but but even in the course, I thought, oh, he's had his hair uh, highlighted Was he in his civvies or in his tennis gear? I don't recall. Okay. But That's what he did. But suddenly, uh, his right hand flashed out. I mean, like a, like a lizard taking a horsefly off a leaf. Uh huh. Mm. We were, and uh, and he's he's um, short. A pair of his shorts uh, landed in, um, into my chest. Like he'd thrown, oh, quickly thrown God. them. Like at me. Tom Jones. Yeah. At a concert. As, yeah. Exactly. And uh, I thought, oh. Andy Morris, that's nice uh-huh. that he's thrown those. Like you would, you know, to a, to a fan. Mm. And I, I looked in the pockets and there was um, some dirty tissue. Oh, oh no. Yeah, well, oh. come on. He's a sportsman, you know. You, you, <laughs> Filthy creep. Come on. <laughs> and there was a pair of nail clippers. Ah. Oh. But open. All oh, oh, right, ready I mean, to... Which you don't want in your pocket. No. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm talking... Thumb ramp raised. Mm-hmm. I see him with quite a Middle Earth toe as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Quite a gnarled old foot. Yeah, a, b- a battered. Mm. Yeah, because all that sport and all that sweat. Yeah, mm. he'd have a callus, wouldn't he? Yeah, terrible. Mm-hmm. Rotten toes. Yeah. So, um, so that happened, mm. and then um, and then he moved. He didn't even look round. Mm. But you know, I tried to call to him. I remember, I, like, in a sort of thank you. And he said, oh, you've had your souvenir now. And he'd gone. Um, and, and you, when and you called, did you shout Andy or Mr Murray? How far? I, shout, I shouted Andy, I oh, think. Right. Oh, did you? I felt, you know, I've got his shorts. Yeah, exactly. I think I, I, How I, did it end there, the drink? Then the shark ate the bubble gum. <laughs> no, no, it ended there. Oh, did it? That was it. Oh. Yeah, I don't hang around in my dreams <laughs> because um, <laughs> you get to an age where sleep is so next door to death. That you can you can ne- you can never really ease into it. You you want to be on a stool rather than an armchair, just in case you forget to get up again. If you know what I'm saying. So um, yeah, I didn't I didn't dawdle there, but I I have been I have lay trying to work out. What? It's a curious dream. It it's is great. But they I have mean, a th- I have a theory on it. Actually. They all mean something. Well, let's let's listen to some adverts first of all. <laughs> gather gather round, everyone, cross legged on the floor. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. 
so the only thing I can get out of this Andy Murray mm. dream is that the the fact that the nail clippers was, o- was open mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, means that it could be a reference to the US Open. <laughs> That's, That's not it. how dreams work. <laughs> well, they, they do, they In do. Work like <laughs> there are ponds. All, but it is sort of ponds, isn't it? Dreams. Um, I thought it was your subconscious speaking to you. That's how my subconscious speaks to me. <laughs> I think it's, it's all about fatherhood. Do you? Mm. You're now seeing yourself. This is a high status person, and you're having to clear up their mess. To be oh, honest, yeah. who's more important oh. than you? Oh wow! Which Buzz is? Let's be honest. Oh, You're good. now the sort of ask Jeeves slash cleaner role. That is good. That really? Is good. I think that's true, Frank. Do you know what? You're definitely cleverer than me. I think, I'm, <laughs> I think I might have gone a bit too literal. I thought it might be that you needed to clip your toenails, and that your mind was saying, "Toenail clippers, clip nail clippers," because. But why, right would it, why would they be delivered by Andy Murray in just shorts? Because he's been in the news through the medium of shorts. Why would <laughs> they be delivered? He's been in the news. But you, now you come to mention it, I, we do clip um, Bozzy's fingernails there with uh, with a little. Yeah. Like you did Sheps. And am I right in thinking that you've got um, some quite hard to clip toes? Sure, up about it. <laughs> I'm sure you've mentioned Please, it. Just in the last. All right, I didn't realise that you were. I don't, I don't like the sound of the highlights, makes me feel ill. My toenail clippings are... I think I was trying to feminise him a bit. <laughs> Maybe I'm developing a sort of uh, subconscious desire for Andy Murray. <laughs> Well, right, exactly. You were turning him man. into old Marmari, maybe. Strong. You know, come round my house, the shorts Muscular. will be off. Uh, <laughs> shorts will be we've off. Got, we've got tissue, and make sure you've got your fingernails. It could be that kind of invite, if you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. We've got tissue. Anyway, we, yeah. <laughs> we've got tissue. Yeah, so I think it's a rap. Isn't that a big rap song, We've mm. Got Tissue? Yeah. Sorry, carry on, you were saying... Uh, no, I was going to... Uh, there was definitely a Cochrelian remark being made. Oh, right. I was, I th- it was back to toenails, actually. Oh, I was, OK. I was going to say that mine are on the um, same trimming rotor as the dogs. When the dog needs a toenails clipped, I need mine done as well. Oh, we're at, we're, they're growing at about exactly the same pace. <laughs> That's odd, because you'd think that hers would wear away, you know, just general you walking would. around. You would, yeah, yeah. The Did way I was damned. Like pumicing, not pumicing, what's it called? Filing, mm. like a bit of a filing from the pavements. Yeah. But no, we seem about bob on. And I've told a few people that and they've gone, ugh, as if either of us have got any control over how quickly our nails are growing. I'll tell you what I do hate, is if... Uh, I like to cut toenails, fingernails in one in one sitting. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. But if I only do the one and they get out of sync, oh, yeah. then, then it's a real... Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the thought. So I did a I, I did a show this week which involved toenail clipping. So maybe I was worried about that. I think it could be. Nice. And not anyway. Frank Sean O'Connor, uh, not Tom O'Connor, but Sean O'Connor. Yeah. Says I'm surprised that Frank is a Freud fan. I would have thought Jung was more his bag. Well, mm. I know what you mean. Mm. I know what you mean by that because he's a bit more mystical. Yes. Yeah, Jung. But um, I love Young on Absolute it's Radio. A bit like, you know when I said I last, say? You know when I said last week that um, James Callaghan, the former uh, Prime Minister, waved at me, and so I thought I'll vote Labour the rest of my yes. life. Well, I was in Vienna, and I went to the um, the rooms that uh, Freud used to do oh, his, yeah. his dealings in. There's still a thing there that says Freud three o'clock till four o'clock, like when he's in. Oh, nice. And uh, and so I thought, okay, I will. I'll stick with this line of uh, psychotherapy. Mm. You know, you make these decisions. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. 
One last point on this. The shorts thing could have come from the fact that I've been wearing the same shorts for three weeks. What? I walk have in you? it. I walk into work in the morning, which takes me about an hour. So there is some perspiration. Mm-hmm. But I always think with shorts, and with tra- indeed with trousers in general, mm. they're not really coming into contact, if you receive my meaning. So you can wear them really forever. I beg to differ. <laughs> Do you? Mm. I'm, I'm appalled. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Frank. Shall we move on? Yes. I think, you know what, where I think we should go? Where? Oh, I'll tell you what, there is one place we could go to get mm. out of this mess. I do have. I don't, I don't go command. Don't think I'm going commando. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I think. We're right. Going. Email corner. <laughs> oh, saved by the sitar. <laughs> no, I'd just like to dip briefly back into Slee's corner. Oh, you briefly. No, I just funny. want to say I'm going to quote your girlfriend, Kathy, who once told me you were absolutely spotless, yes. and I, and I think that's true. So I'll let you off. Okay, thank you so okay. much. Um, okay, I'd like to kick off email corner, if that's all right. <laughs> this is from Chris in Preston. Okay. He says, Dear Frank Emily and Cockrell, listening to a recent podcast, I heard Alan mention how he's excited about runners listening to the show whilst on their Sunday long run. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just thought I'd let you know that I actually do my long run on a Saturday, thus missing the show live, which I listen to on a Sunday or Monday. I've only ever listened to the show live once when injured. That is all. Chris and Preston. Oh, I oh. like that is all. I like yeah. that is all. Yeah. I also like I the fact it. that he's only heard the show live once whilst injured. Apparently, um, Michael Owen had the same rule and he's heard them all. Yes. <laughs> there we but go. I... Oh. I, 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 I'd like people to listen to it on the podcast and stuff, but they, uh, what, they don't hear any adverts, do they? Is, is there any adverts on the podcast? No. No, you don't see. I think so. I mean, how do they uh, make their retail decisions without, <laughs> yeah. without this, this advice? I don't know. How do they buy any car or yeah. compare? What, <laughs> how do how they, do they do make anything? any comparisons in their <laughs> yeah, life? Exactly. Yeah. I bet he's in a tall um, supermarket thingy.com. No, well, when we mentioned I'd, the, um, I'd miss all that. That's that's my life. When we mentioned the runners last week, we got a couple of texts in that were saying that they've um, that our podcasts have got them through two marathons and stuff like that. So that, that makes me feel like we're almost part of the running community without doing the running. But when when my, when my girlfriend Kath used to run mm-hmm. um, before her insides dropped out, <laughs> she um. Hi. <laughs> What? Have I, sorry, have I said something? Oh. Oh, oh God! What have I done now? Anyway, um, she um, she used to listen to the show live on a small DAB radio as she ran. See, so the two wow. are not mutually exclusive. You can kill two birds with one stone, as I think uh, Bernard Matthews used to say <laughs> before they got those electric things in that they did them with. It was him that invented that phrase. Wasn't it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! It, apparently, he could he could take three on a good day. They used to skim like off a lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's uh, yeah. yeah. I think I like the idea of people. When when I used to run, I used to run six miles a, a day, mm-hmm. and I never listened to anything. I like I just like the, the sounds. Of the, I like the sounds of the world. Yeah, did you? But you know, we're all different. Oh, I like to block the world out. Um, I don't understand people that listen to stuff while swimming. I think that's weird. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. <laughs> would, would you like to hear another email? From of course, the of course. Um, 
Were you waiting for Alan to read it out? I'm happy to read it. No, no, it's too late now. That's like I love you. We're going to do a turn-taking. No, no, go on, go on, Em. Okay, this is from Peter. Hey, you give them a couple of seasons in Emmerdale Farm, I think they own the world. (laughs) (laughs) Marlon. How are we going to keep them down on the farm now that they've done Emmerdale? I've just been listening to the podcast where you were talking about Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams. I should say, by the way, in case you didn't listen last week, I once met Douglas Adams and uh, I thought he was... uh, I got mixed up. I sang Bright Eyes. Yeah. Thinking he was Richard Adams, who wrote Watership Down. Mm-hmm. Not and Douglas I felt Adams. like ending my own life when I heard that <laughs> anecdote. Yeah, it was... Di- oh. Douglas it was- Adams, who is basically a god, I beg I, to I differ. I didn't know that, I didn't know. <laughs> ..was famously terrible at meeting deadlines. Supposedly the only deadline he ever met was the very first episode of... He's called this H2G2 for the radio. I'm assuming that's Hitchhiker's Guide yes. with sort of nerd speak. Yes. <laughs> nerd speak. It is, yes. <laughs> H2G2. Um, he did, he did, he was always late for that. I've heard that. I heard that Art Gar- Garfunkel stormed out the studio and wouldn't wait any longer. Oh. Um, that's when they did the bright eyes. Oh. Yeah. Um, no, because well, I really like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but I hadn't discovered it at that point. Uh-huh. So I, I wasn't in awe of, of him. First of all, I thought it was a different bloke. But when I did find out... I thought, oh, he, re- he wrote that Hitchhiker's Guide that I've never listened to. Now I've listened to it and really like it. Well, he's dead now. It's too late. Uh-huh. Secret of this is it's not never meet your heroes. It's never meet your heroes before they're your heroes. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Go on. Oh, well, yes, Rob, Emily. Rob from Harrogate uh, mm. says... He, he's asked a question, actually. Do the Franker's spotless years also span the pants last two days period? We black tour T-shirt wearers must be told. Well, the thing is um, that because I bathe so regularly, well, I shower a lot and scrub. I mean, I really, when I'm in there, I really get it. As I've said before, Kat stands in the shower like someone at a bus stop. Mm. She goes in, she stands there and just think, <laughs> thinks that the, the jet will do it all. But uh, not Frank. I, I'm very meticulous. Mm. And it's like a pit stop when I go in there. It's like a pit bull. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. So two, uh, two days for a pair of pants was not a problem. But then uh, I, I mentioned that on air. Kath hadn't realised, and she said it had to stop. So, as is the regular way in our house, I was oppressed. <laughs> you were oppressed. I was oppressed, and they, they've, I've had to wear. Uh, I had to buy some because I had four pairs that lasted me forever. <laughs> I have to have had to stock up anyway. Oh, yeah, you were after new pants, weren't you? you even yeah, dropped okay. a few. Enough pants talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was after a trainer, still nothing. No, uh, I, don't like, the, I don't like being after, after anything. Free, after. Well, I have a, a question for you. Um, oh, okay, I love a quiz. I mean, you've, uh, no, it's not a quiz question. Uh, you've no. espoused some excellent views off air today on uh, modern parenthood. Mm. Um, I wondered if, uh, if you were going to bring Buzz up with particular rules, because it says in the paper this week that Gwyneth Paltrow uh-huh. only lets her children watch TV cartoons in French and Spanish. Magnifique. She wants them to. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, both of us to uh, to be like you guys. I heard that at the ambassador's house in Ferro Rocher. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, we have got boss on the on the baby baby TV. If you discovered baby TV, what's baby TV? It's big bright. It's big bright shapes oh, and yeah. faces. Yeah, yeah. 
and I don't know about strap in him in his chair, like put him in front of that, and the yeah. chair from behind the chair's rocking about like it's uh, yeah, like he's in a, a, on a big fairground ride. Mm-hmm. Mm. We so we do that, but um, I don't, one of the things about um, Gwyneth Paltrow is her first child was called Apple. Yeah. And I bet you the cores were absolutely upset that they missed out on that one. <laughs> oh, thank you, right. Yeah, God, they must have been sick. And, and um, John Peel as well. I bet he thought, oh, why didn't I? <laughs> I Lee, think it's a good Lee, idea. Lee Mack. Lee Mack <laughs> thought, oh, Apple, that would have been... <laughs> Apple Mack. <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> I like the way that Alan has to say them out loud to get them. <laughs> that was, it was that last one I really had to... <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> Lovely work, though. It did. It was, it, was, it was a Steve Jobs moment, that was, wasn't it? I nearly mm. topped my jumper into my jeans, just for a second. <laughs> I think it's a very good idea, though. I like it. It's she education gets... by stealth, which I approve of. Yes, that's Always very by good. stealth. Yeah. And it saves on the old Rosetta Stone, which is quite pricey these days. It is, yeah. Exactly, they're probably struggling a bit for a few quid, aren't they? I used to Gwyneth use... Uh, Chris. Do you know, are you familiar with Michelle Thomas? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, Gervais, I'm on my way! <laughs> so he used to teach everything like that. But you could hear his dentures. <laughs> oh, oh, really? The so it's say, uh, yes, uh, so, uh, say, blah, well, I can't think of any French to say. OK. Uh, Je suis désolé. Yeah. Je suis désolé. <laughs> I thought I thought it was part of the. I thought it was one of those African, one of those things you had to, you had to, you had to do it. But it kept me going. Chevy, I'm on my way. <laughs> no, so no. Do you know, do you know speak fluent denture French like yeah, exactly. a weird French? <laughs> but the Magic Roundabout was a French show originally. Was it? Do you know that was originally called Le Le Manage Enchanté? Which is so much nicer. It is. Yeah. I think. I quite like the magic so round about that. And it sounds it sounds like something that might happen with your colleagues in the S and M community, <laughs> I think, Frank. Well, I don't know about Enchanté. <laughs> um, I don't like being enchanted. No, no. We, I suppose we might use that as a safety word. <laughs> but um yeah, I'd I'd really I, I suppose if I could teach Bars anything at all, it'd be the Vulcan death grip. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Because I, what I'd like, to be absolutely honest, and I think What's most... What's that? Sort of Mick McManus movie. You know that thing that uh, Mr Spock can do? Oh, when he yeah. Grow up? yeah. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he could be... It means I'd like him to grow up to be polite and kind and, and amiable, yeah. but with the potential to be a killing machine in, in a difficult situation. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. That'd be great. As long as it's contained. I don't want him to be one of those kids who kills me and Kath just to find out what killing feels <laughs> like. You know, that, <laughs> you know those kind of kids... Yeah, <laughs> but someone who, if it comes to it, could you know, could could really? be could they'd be head if they had to. You want them yeah. to be a bit tasty, yeah. yeah. But never, but never use it. But then no. there's that one time, you know, like in Shane, the Western, when they treat him bad and treat him bad, and then he said, "No, I'm not having this anymore." Mm. And it's, that's what you want. Yeah, I can see him now in his Calvin classics. <laughs> oh yes. Well, I'm I'm leaving those in my will. <laughs> <laughs> Still a bit of elastic left in them. <laughs> And obviously I shall teach him to respect the elderly as a sort of an investment plan for me. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, I, so I'd like him to be polite but lethal. Well, uh, <laughs> Robert Peter Williams, a.k.a. Robbie Williams, oh, yeah. who had a child this week. Yes, I know. 
He did you see the baby pictures by the it's way? A love, I love that picture. Yeah, of course. I, didn't. I thought that's a beautiful picture, and then I looked at the Daily Mail comments, and I thought, oh, perhaps I didn't realise he was a vile scumbag who can only love himself. Yeah, I didn't get that from the picture. Some people they see so deeply into things, don't they? They're horrible. I didn't like the. I thought there was a bit of an excess of what they call ink. I think in what? the tattoo community. Well, yeah, well, there was a lot of tattoos. I undo his tattoos for a bit. I know, but it just looked though, a bit strange ways. I didn't like it. No, it's but I tell you what was good about that is I I have a bath now with Boz, and we've got a, a waterproof book, Freddy the Frog, and a waterproof book in the bath is very is really of quite a boon. I don't know mm-hmm. what they're doing for adults. No, I would mm. like that. Yeah, um, you can actually re- you can put it below the surface of the water and read it, which is amazing. But um, I'm thinking, Robbie don't need that. He can he can just sit and read his dad. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, Frank, I'm interested to hear your views on this scrap of paper that has been under a great deal of scrutiny this week. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it your birth certificate? <laughs> no, but it dates from a similar time. <laughs> it's, it's actually a piece of... I, can, I always get nervous about this pronunciation. Do you say papyrus? I'd say papyrus. I'd say papyrus. Oh, let's, let's call the call whole thing. thing... Scroll. OK. I would say papyrus as well, mm. just if you wanted, uh, like, okay. out of the three. Well, it's from the 2nd century AD. That's the key thing. So... So, around uh, the Triffids' time. Okay, yes. Um, but apparently this paper suggests that Mary Magdalene... Now, she was the naughty one, wasn't she? Bit of a naughty lady. Well, that's the theory. Yeah. She may have been married to Jesus, because on this on this piece oh, this of papyrus... Is, this is brown again, isn't it? Isn't, that's, it that's in the Da Vinci Code, isn't but it? But Jesus refers to her as my wife. <laughs> is what I've, in a Northern <laughs> Club comic way, <laughs> he says to my wife. In the midst of, uh, yeah, the Sermon on the Mount. Anyway, take my wife, please. <laughs> well, in fact, in the same thing... Fish is anyone? <laughs> yeah. He also refers to my mother, and I think in-law might have just come off, because I suspect, oh. it, yeah, he would have, as part of his material. But what do you think of this, Serious- seriously, though? Seriously, what do I think of Well, um... It, what it is, it's from uh, it's from uh, another gospel. There was loads of different gospels about you know all different views, and uh, some got in the big book and some didn't. And it's just one of the ones that didn't get in. Oh. But I don't think it really. I mean, I would like to have been at that wedding. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Imagine when you went in, the usher said, uh, "Yeah, bride's wife on the left and the groom's uh, bride's family on the left, groom's family everywhere." Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. I- oh. I wouldn't have minded going, because I bet there would have been loads of wine. <laughs> well, initially, but if there's any trouble, it would all become water. <laughs> yeah. He could reverse if he had to. Or could he do the reverse? Oh, oh God, yeah. I never yeah. knew that. Oh, he had a reverse gear. Or it could he have could been do the it all. He could do Vulcan death grit. <laughs> like, they could have had a reception and just loads of flatbread and, like, fizzy wine that wasn't quite right. And him going, no, I've not been practising anything. What are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> if they find it uh, authentic, mm. will... Mary Magdalene's descendant be able to claim half the universe. <laughs> oh yeah! In the settlement, unless there was a prenup. Yeah, she was the first, uh, the first pedicurist, is what I like to call her. Was she? Yeah, the feet washing. Yeah, they oh, don't yeah. even know if that was her. Was it not? And there's this thing about her being a uh, <clears throat> a bit string fellows. A, prostit- a prostitute. <laughs> a bit of a prostitute. It's, that's nothing. No evidence for that at all in the, the Lady uh, of the Night. Is yeah, that what she worked. There's no evidence for that. Church I'm, wedding, do you think? 
Oh, lovely. <laughs> Rather than just pop down the registry office yeah, exactly. and get it over See, I mean, you know, you've got, to, you've got to support the family business a bit. Exactly. <laughs> Seems wrong to me. you got it with the wife. Yeah. Um, Frank, Stag do? I liked the... Ooh, enjoyed the... Quiet. Quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the 13 of us. Uh, just a bit of bread and wine, that'll do it. <laughs> you sure? That's what I'll be. Yeah, that'll be fine. And this room, we've got this room to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> Frank, this one of my favourite Daily Mail comments. We're all fans of the Daily Mail of comments course. here. Oh, very much. But some some chap commented when it was being poo-pooed the theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, some chap commented that'll upset the feminist determined to marry him off. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> so it doesn't kind of make any sense <laughs> either, no. which I enjoyed. What Why would the feminists it? want to marry him off? All, all the all the best. Uh, well, I suppose they want to say behind every great man there's oh, a great I see. woman. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. It does make it, it make it clear if he was married. It does sort of back up the theory that he was a celibate, and right. that he, uh, <laughs> and that he very happily went to crucifixion. <laughs> I like the fact that the single person laughed loudest at that. <laughs> to me, any wedding where there isn't someone wearing a kilt is good. That's how I judge my wedding. <laughs> what about when they said "Till Death Us Do Part," and he said, "Why?" <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Somebody's texted Frank. I would like to buy my husband a fall album for his birthday. Which would you recommend? Well, I think. Um, pardon. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> good luck. Or more chance. I'd say if you want to buy him a greatest hits album, there's one called Fifty Thousand Fall Fans Can't Be Wrong. That's the one I've got. Oh, I've got, got that good, T-shirt. And if, start, but if, if you're a person who, who doesn't like greatest hits album, I'm, I'm suspicious of greatest hits. I like yes, one if you don't like the commercial aspect of the Fall Greatest Hits, <laughs> yes, I would. I would. There's one called um, the Real New Fall Album, which mm-hmm. I think is a good sort of gentle way in. A gentle okay. or, live, that or live at the witch trials if you want to go in at the deep end. Oh, that sounds nice. Or we could bankrupt this woman by saying, go on iTunes and buy them all. Buy every album. No, Just don't, buy don't, now. Don't do that. That's a lot of albums. <laughs> Just buy now. That's what I call Marky Smith. That's yes. what I'd buy. Um, Frank, Jamie Barber has just tweeted us at Frank on Absolute. He says, Is this Papyrus the first Cliff Richard calendar? Yeah. There you go. Excellent. He looked good in those days, Cliff. <laughs> in those days, he looks good now. He still looks pretty good, Frank. Big mate of Jesus, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be finding a. Because it'd be an even bigger story if we found out Cliff was married. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. So, Frank, I'm going to take us into Fashion Corner briefly. Oh, I wish we'd got... Can I, let me see if I've got anything. We need, you have a little hunt around Marky Smith style with the knobs there wanna, for a jingle. Yeah, I, we don't have an actual Fashion Corner jingle, oh. but there must be something that would uh, that would fit the bill. <laughs> <laughs> nah. That's so... Oh, well, this is a bit... This is a bit so sort unstylish. Of, this is a bit Paris uh, Fashion Week. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's good, Frank. Okay, fashion call. Okay. So I had a fashion-based incident this week. Lovely. No, not lovely. It was a disaster. Um, I had a meeting this week with someone, and shortly before the meeting... Fake. I spilt... I spilt... <laughs> uh, black Americano all over my Breton top. It wasn't good. So it was like a little map of Italy on my Breton you top. You don't want that on a Breton top. That's very mm. confusing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not a good look going into A Breton top is like, the, is, is it one of those mm. hoop, blue and white hoops? The blue and white stripes. Like, yeah. like, like what Jean-Paul Gaultier 
used to wear Very a lot. Very good, of, Frank. Yeah, yeah. Often combined with a kilt. I didn't mind him in a kilt. Mm. Not at a wedding. Okay. So I did what, what any twin. what I would advise anyone to do in this situation, which is you go into the fashion cupboard to find a replacement item. Let me stop you there. <laughs> now, for anyone doesn't know that um, Emily works in the uh, in the fashion business. Yes. Uh, for a fashion magazine, and they have a thing, not called the clothes cupboard, where there are clothes you can get in such an emergency at a spilled coffee, but called the fashion cupboard, <laughs> as if it contains the very essence of fashion in there. That's what I like. It's like me having a, a wooden <laughs> in my house where I keep some in, very informative, wise readings. It's in like many that. ways you do, Frank. Yeah, I do. So I, I needed a bit of a Clark Kent quick change. Yeah. Found, I said, girls, get me another Breton. That's how, that's how, that's how I can be. I can just say, get me another Breton. Can you, can you just give us a little, what is the, how big is the fashion cupboard? Yeah. Oh, it's big. It's big, and it's filled with rails. I mean, it's a large room. Oh, really? Okay. Just and rail after rail of rail new, after rail new clothes, clothes that you yeah. can just help yourself. No, to. you can't help yourself. The very idea. <laughs> yeah. The very what idea. What are they for? No, they're for shoots. So in oh, an emergency, I, I would take this breath on top. I'd obviously pay for it. Of You've course got, I know, would. No one's oh, even yeah. debating yes. that. Let me write that down, in Thank fact. you. But, um, but it's useful in an emergency situation. There's a really strange noise going there's on. Hum- is someone breaking into Absolute maybe Radio? They can, maybe they can't hear it on air, but okay. it feels like um, someone in a, in a uh, hover car yeah. has entered the building. I think <laughs> that security guard's gone postal. He always <laughs> oh, had it no, in lock him. that door. I know. It's time for the generation <laughs> game. I'll tell you what, let's, can, we, can you bookmark this story? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a small break and we're going to uh, investigate. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Can I just um, send out a big shout going out to the workmen upstairs? <laughs> Can you cease and desist from the <laughs> drilling a lot temporarily? Of big shouts going out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we found out what the drilling was. We um, love you, but... turns out that uh, Christian O'Connell has a small uh, kiosk on the ground floor where he, he cuts keys and does minor shoe repairs <laughs> on a Saturday. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Called Christian O'Cobblers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now there are some. There's some uh, workmen. Is that what they call them? Workmen. Oh, there's they some might, people they drilling. Might be quite upstairs. nice. I'll go and say hello later. Yeah. But, um, so that's it. Oh, you probably didn't even hear it at, at home and don't no. care. No. But you know, to us, it's like one of the big events that's ever happened. At Absolute. <laughs> really some t- bear in mind, on a Saturday, there's no one in Absolute. Uh, you probably imagine a throbbing radio station. There's no one here. There's us and Tanya Snogs. Yeah. And, uh, and suddenly we heard drilling. We looked at it. We looked at Tanya through the window. She looked at us. It, it wasn't any of us. And you have to bear in mind, everyone has got their phone on airplane mode. So they're thinking, it's not a, it's not a phone in a bag going... It's not. No, it's exactly. not we know it can't exactly. be. But there's no one in the building. I can't tell you how much stuff we nick. <laughs> Do you know what? I love a good rummage on the OC's desk. Oh, I won't lie. Oh, those those little chef um, he lollipops. Get, he gets yeah, a lot of my boots. Those, He's got the hardback version of the Shades of Grey. Books. I know. The I hardbacks. saw that. Heavy. Yeah, that'd be a good waterproof book if you could. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we were. I think well, we were in the fashion cupboard. Well, in fact, yeah. Uh, Ricky has just tweeted us to say my girlfriend suffered the same fate with tea at the Dorchester. Unfortunately, she had no fashion cupboard to hand. Uh, well, there you go. Well, it is. It, it is difficult. Well, I was able to borrow slash buy. Even Angela Merkel. Um, did you see that? A bloke dropped oh, yeah, like yeah. three or four 
accidentally on purpose. Oh yeah, yeah. she needed a fashion cupboard. (laughs) She did. Um, She does generally, really. As I was walking... She needs locking in a fashion cupboard. (laughs) I'll I'll agree with you Yeah, after what they did to Anne Frank, you must admit there would be a certain justice in that. Extraordinary. Um, (laughs) The diary of Anne Winterson. (laughs) Anyway, carry on. So I'm walking to my um, appointment Mm. in the borrowed item from the fashion cupboard, which I fully intend to pay for. What Mm -hmm. did you go for? It was another Breton, but it had a lace detail. Um, I suddenly noticed, Frank, as I sat down, made myself comfortable, there's a giant plastic security disc. Oh, oh no. Not, not far from the chest area. Oh, and they are nipple-esque. <laughs> it wasn't a good look. No. I mean, shoplifting is, is not really a deal winner in the fashion industry. No. Um, so just as I was getting over that shock, thinking, what am I going to do, I, I noticed... Giant ta- sales tag hanging out. One of those big cardboard ones, you know, oh, and there were three at once, God, like a pack look, of cards. You look like Paddington Bear. <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, no. But I know. were you able to rescue it in time? I ripped it off discreetly, the tag, and I threw it under the table, sort of Andy Murray tissue style. <laughs> but you know what, I've, what I feel? I realised I felt so humiliated with the tag showing. It's my worst fear, that. I don't know why. I'm very phobic about Exposed what, the, the security tag or just, well, just a normal tag. Any, label? Any label. On, uh, yeah. I mean, I, you don't have a problem with it, I wouldn't have thought. I'm amazed no one ever told the Mad Hatter. <laughs> <laughs> They're just standing walk around with the price on. <laughs> <laughs> People were very cruel in mm. those. Yeah, uh, the, the label thing, though. I, now, I don't want uh, to get saucy. You know, it's not in my okay. nature. But if you take a very finely crafted uh, thong... Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Often, you know, often, you know, Did you uh, say thumb? Thong. No, he said thong. thong. Of a see-through nature. And the, their idea of them is that they're, they're meant to be, um, you know, saucy and titillating. And yeah. then there's like a big label. Yeah. Right. Saying, right. saying pound land in when big I, if I, When the notion <laughs> of seeing through, what you don't want to see, what you're hoping to see is, you know, uh, is um, lovely um, soft skin. Mm-hmm. Not not washing instructions. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. think we've all leaned over it mid a passionate moment and thought, had wash only, that's a bit overcautious. <laughs> <laughs> Hate it. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Email You don't have to go to India to get real Indian food. <laughs> Is that an old advert? Yeah. <laughs> Only 30 yards from this cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever did that? Oh, you did, Frank. So. You mm. remember a lot of old adverts. I bet Frank yeah. went to that restaurant. There used to be one, it's like a cartoon sergeant major. It used to begin <gasps> by, by saying, by the right, used cars. <laughs> and then he talked about used cars. Mm. Excellent. I Lovely. remember one, I'm sorry, but I, ha- I have to... My favourite was for Meadway Cars in London, mm. and it had someone, um, and they were given... They were about to be shot by a firing squad. OK. And then they were given... A, they had their kind of last ra- request, and they called a cab, and they did that... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved it. Everyone mm. used to speak like that on the phone in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Well, we've, uh, we're in email corner. We mm. haven't done an email well, yet. Let, right. <laughs> What's let, me, going on? let me address that very problem right now, and I'm I'm going to take a somewhat serious tone at oh, the beginning, but I don't I want you it. to be alarmed. I love it when you do that. Mm. Uh, dear Frank, Alan, and Emily, 
On the subject of whether to have one's bedroom door open or closed, we had a, a discussion last week or the week before, I don't know if you remember, but people that have just tuned in, we were discussing somebody that emailed in and uh, they went away with somebody who slept with the door open, they slept with it closed. So, yes, which is correct. Which is right. Well, um, on the subject of whether to have one's bedroom door open or closed, it is recommended to have your door closed because if there is a fire, it will block smoke. Smoke inhalation wow. while you are sleeping is the leading cause of death from fire. Keep if you light. have a working smoke <laughs> alarm, I did say I'd do the serious voice. Yeah, exactly. And your door closed, it will increase your chances of survival should you have a fire. If oh, Emily ever well. is ever in Vancouver and would like to go out no, with me... No, you can't. He has. He, <laughs> he only has. You can't have a night's move in a, in a serious has. health warning. A public information announcement. It's a, it's, a, it's a smart move, isn't it? If Emily's ever in Vancouver and would like to go out with me, keeping in mind it would probably destroy my marriage and happy family life, she is more than welcome. Alex, oh. 38, in jeans and black tour T-shirt, Vancouver. I've, you know, I've always fancied dabbling with a Canadian... Mm. A bit less crude <laughs> than the Americans. Missing? Yeah, oh, I, I like a canook. Oh. <laughs> Don't yeah, get I like me the wrong. Canadians, and I've uh, mm. very briefly been to well, Vancouver, it. but it's nice. However, I'm not sure about the advice. Because really? this thing about if you shut the door, the smoke doesn't come in. Yeah. You see, the smoke tends to emanate from my bedroom. Not Also, what in. if you're in bed with Dr. Cotton? Then well, exactly. You know. Let's face it, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> um... <laughs> I um, no, but That's I, a chapter of your book I missed. <laughs> yeah, I, I sleep in quite a smoky bedroom because I have a, a Native American baby monitor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, we get various uh, puffs of smoke suggesting uh, you know where, how upset he is and what mm. sort of gurgling and all that. Yeah, um, but also um, I have a, a, a stable door on my bedroom. Another you know, one of right. those that opens the half. The, Oh. Yeah, so that I, I speak to tradesmen completely naked in the mornings. <laughs> they're in the. <laughs> if like you know the, the drillers upstairs, I would have got. I, I would have called out from the bed. I'd have just leaned on it. You know, <laughs> it could be very cooling in the morning as well. If as long as you watch out for the the splinter areas. I could have done with a stable front door the other day. Got a delivery. I, I had a day off ill this week. Did I, you? I was not well. I had no and idea. I. Uh, I, I I had to answer the we'll, door. Uh, we'll talk about this off air in case it was a sexually transmitted <laughs> disease. But, <laughs> but tell us the story. <laughs> no, it's not a story. Just I had to answer the door I in a dressing gown. I'd love you to call in sick buttons. to work with you that. You entered the door in a dressing gown. <laughs> I answered the door Fabulously. in a dressing gown at like 2.30 in the afternoon or something to a delivery. Oh, that's oh, so like loose. Some sort of northern you Hefner. <laughs> I had to say to him, I'm off ill. <laughs> like Did you? I felt compelled to tell him. He can't just think that I'm a guy that's in his dressing gown and no top and pyjamas at 2.30 in the afternoon. I don't want him thinking that about me. No, well, you, you were right to put that. Put <laughs> so, that I yeah, so I did. Good on you. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Emails, we were in. We're still oh, in yeah. email corner. I still we, we need an exit. Uh, jingle for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, We're yeah. leaving email <laughs> corner. Maybe the same man that submitted hey. the email corner jingle will uh, no. rustle us one up. Why don't we do it with, like, in Bullseye when they lost? They did it in a minor key. That's what we'll do. Oh, oh, did yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I can do that off the top of my head. <laughs> I probably can. Email corner. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Surprised myself with that one. Um, this is from Tom Bennett. Like he says, that. after the excitement of the Olympic parade... 
it was unlikely that Monday could be top. This is this Monday just gone. Mm. Um, but the sight of Frank honing his pedestrian racing skills along the bank of the Thames certainly came close. Frank looked remarkably oh. dashing for a man recovering from the rigours of parenthood and his recent toothache situation, <laughs> decked out in a stylish green jacket. Oh, Robin of Sherwood. With earphones <laughs> firmly planted. Two questions came to mind. What audiobook is Frank listening to at the moment? Mm. And has the delectable Emily, his words, not mine, ever taken fashion advice from him? OK, darlings, love you loads. Tom <laughs> Bennett. Always oh, very glasses on a lanyard, Frank. Yes, well, I think that's a reference to you saying that. Isn't oh, he? So uh, well, I think so. His finger, on, his finger on the pole. The yeah. green jacket was, I believe, was a cagoule. Really? Did um, you also have your walking shorts on? Was that? Were you... I might have. I I think that was. Uh, I might have gone tracksuit bottoms that day, but I might oh. have gone. No, actually, I think I would have been. Oh, I who, who can say? But definitely, I think that was a cagoule. Which I've only just learnt how to spell. What about that? Cagoule. Yeah, I thought. How would you spell cagoule? Uh, K A G O U L. I thought it was C. Huh? C A G, I'd go for. C A G what? O U L. Oh. No. E. E, that's it. Yes. Cagoule apparently is a brand name with a K. Oh, is oh. it? It's C A G O U L E. I didn't know that. Spelling here on. <laughs> <laughs> If you thought you were listening radio. to Radio 4, you were wrong. <laughs> but I am uh, I am listening to uh, a very interesting book, but maybe I'll tell you in, in, the, in the third hour. Mm. When the moon <laughs> is in the seventh hour, everybody and <laughs> Jupiter aligns with Mars. Then peace will rule the planet. I don't feel people are joining in at all. <laughs> I'm no psychic, but I just don't feel they are. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Let me hear you say yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I, I was talking about my... Yeah, because um, Tom Bennett had emailed and yeah. he'd had a sighting of you and wanted to know what audio bit... Oh, audio book, I'm sorry, you were listening I'm to. I'm actually currently listening to a thing called Jack's Book, which is, um, it's a sort of... Uh, collection of uh, Jack, Jack Kerouac. You know Jerry, oh, yeah. Jack Kerouac? Oh, I thought it was JFK's little black book. That'd be interesting <laughs> reading. Well, that'd be a long read. Mm. <laughs> um, well thumbed. And uh, <clears throat> he certainly was. And <laughs> it's chapter. He would have been if he went out with women nowadays because their thumbs are getting bigger because of texting. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, so Jack Kerouac was, a, I recommend, it's a, it's a fabulous, fabulous audio book and uh, it, it's the sort of book, Jack Kerouac was very much into jazz. It, it's the sort of book that could make you get into jazz if that was possible, which obviously isn't. No. Jazz is so awful. <laughs> not but a fan, I, Frank. Apart from that, I'm not, oh, I've no. tried, you know, I've really tried because it's a cool thing to like. What about Cleo Lane? That's um, like a bit of Cleo I've, Lane. No, I've never been down there, but I've heard that <laughs> there is a good club down there. I didn't mind that. Well, Cleo Lane's with a... She was very much into that kind of music. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. That's what she is. I might try with the baby afterwards, see how he, how he likes it. She was, she was scatty, I think we could safely describe Well, I her. think that was the drains. Um... <laughs> William S. Boras is also featured in that book. Do you know him? He wrote yep. Naked Launch. Oh, he's uh, another one of those, is what I call that it, lot. Yes, he he had, one uh, of those. Well, let's not be homophobic. He, um, 
Although he was married, of course, briefly, and um, until him and his wife were playing William Tell um, at a party. William Tell, I don't know if you know, is that you put a, a, something on your head, like a glass, and the other person has to shoot it off with a real gun. And really? They, and they did that with a glass. I imagine it was a shot glass. Mm. Very good. Mm. And uh, he, he went a bit low and took the top of her head off. William S. Boris, yeah, so that was... That uh, I did not know. So, um, if there's any, don't, don't try that home, anyone listening. Stick to charades. <laughs> you might have a few rows, <laughs> but you generally will be able to... If you go out raining, it won't get on your brain. A little bit of advice there. I like the fact that you recommended the book you're reading. I have long said that we should start some kind of Frank Skinner book club, but today, now, I think we should start two things, the Frank Skinner book club and the uh, Frank Skinner dream analysis clinic. <laughs> Yeah, not not a dream because people start sending in their dreams, yeah, and like, then I'll have to bit, I'll have to move to smooth like FM. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and I don't want to drown in booble. I don't think anyone does, really, do they? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Here's what we need to talk about: uh, a story this week about a woman who was high on drink and drugs and stole a passenger ferry. I was uh, here all the time, <laughs> <laughs> and then crashed into boats, shouting, "I'm Jack Sparrow!" Has been jailed. Um, Alison Wheeler <laughs> <laughs> seems a bit strict. Doesn't yeah, it? What's that? I like. She said, "I'm Jack Sparrow. I'm Spartacus." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but jailing seems unfair. They should have made her walk a plank, really, shouldn't they? The Daily, Mail, yeah, the Daily Mail said that she claimed that she'd have ended up in Saint-Tropez if they hadn't caught her. I like that. Mm. She didn't claim that, did she? She speculated. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's a bit of Fred Goodwin. I but it's like also that. a bit of the arrogance of somebody really drunk that just assumes that, oh, if you'd let me do that, I would have done it really well and ended up in somewhere good. But wouldn't that? <laughs> there's all sorts of tidal considerations. Exactly. Frank, can I tell you what else? My <laughs> favourite <laughs> thing. I like the idea she'd have sobered up and been reading, like, yeah. sea charts. <laughs> some charts. Hold oh, on, hang it turns, on. Out, turns out, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on, you pass us, pass us that sextant. <laughs> Turns out I've ended up in Saint-Tropez. Frank, can I say my favourite thing about this story, other than the fact that she was drinking Lambrini, mm. was the fact that she shouted to police at one point, I believe this is out of your jurisdiction, <laughs> which is so someone who's watched Miami Vice too many times. <laughs> someone who used to listen to Radio Caroline. <laughs> and I thought, oh yeah, I've, I'm offshore now so they can't touch me. Yeah. Not true. Absolutely not. She might well have used to listen to Radio Caroline. She's 51. That was the thing that she amazed me. She is 51. Mm. In the picture, she did not look unlike um, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> no, she in fact, she looked, know, a, bit, right, she looked a bit like that. You know that one who's sort of half fish in, uh, yes. in Pirates of Thing? You know, the man with like the sort of decaying ghost face. Yeah. Who's got like... Um, Bill Nye. Yeah. No, him. he does play him. I think he does. Yes, and what I'm saying is she has... Um, yeah. To to slightly paraphrase Anne Widdicombe, she has something of the naive about her. <laughs> <laughs> I know but, what you mean, the smeared eyeliner in the slightly yeah, Tim Minchin hair. She looks yeah, she does she's a bit minchin. Yeah. I think minchin is what they described her as in the uh, Oh no, Mingin, sorry. <laughs> she shouted <laughs> I'm a comics. pirate which I don't th I think that was quite an unwise admission. But the I'm odd thing <laughs> I'm no I know nothing about uh, modern decadence at all. I've I've heard of Lambrini. Okay. I think I used to... Uh, That's not really decadence, Frank. It's a bit pound land. <laughs> oh, we okay. shouldn't probably oh, be it? rude about Lambrini. No, don't it's be a lovely Lambrini. Drink. It's a very nice scooter. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but, but what um, were you going to say? She also had been eating deadly nightshade. 
Is that what it says? Yeah. Now, I didn't know... I didn't know you could eat Deadly Nightshade. I I thought it said something like that. She'd been eating hallucinogenic plants. Oh, well, you should have read further down. it was uh, mushrooms. No, I'm afraid it was Deadly Nightshade. Oh, goodness. Which I then looked up on Wikipedia, because I thought it was a a killer. All I knew about it is there used to be a a kid in Dennis the Menace's gang called Dudley Nightshirt. (laughs) (laughs) If you remember him... But anyway, um, now people do use... They used to use it off of poison-tipped arrows. Is that right? But um, now they use it as an hallucinogenic drug. Can you believe that? No, that wasn't a rhetorical question. (laughs) Can you believe it? Yes. Yeah. I was was knocked out by it. So what happened? They they basically... I used to have a poison-tipped arrow myself. Fine. But, you know, antibiotics. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Well, I didn't didn't know. (laughs) I think it's quite a, uh, an old-fashioned crime, quite Certainly a sweet... Certainly made, made me quiver. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. It is... What, old-fashioned? Yeah, what, piracy? It is. It is piracy is old-fashioned. It's a bit <laughs> like an old smuggler. I like it. But it she is. doesn't realise now, because there's sort of maritime police and things involved and nautical patrols, I think she mm-hmm. probably did think she could just carry on. <laughs> well, it says, that in a strange ending to the story, it says that she's due for... Uh, uh, a liver tran- transplant soon. Did you read that bit? I'm sure this will push her right to the top of the list. Yeah, I, I, I hope she's going to use it wisely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's used up that one. It's like she's just changing the filter <laughs> and carrying on. No, so what a character she, she is. I mean, she's someone who would have slotted in very easily with um, the likes of Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. Can't have any other pirates. Can you have any no. other pirates? Long John Silver, was he a pirate? Uh, he was. I don't think he was... Uh, I don't think he was real, was he? Oh, right. Captain Pugwash. Oh, oh yeah. Real oh, I'm pretty sure he was real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, actually, I, I, I met him at uh, premiere. You've worked with them all, haven't you? <laughs> so that was Alan Yentob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah, you're right. I've made such a fool of myself. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, I have a confession to make today. Okay, do you want me to? The, do you want me to put the grill up, or we're yeah. going to do it face to face? It's the, uh, it's the, no, not that kind of confession. Oh, okay. The first time for everything, though, I suppose. Um, You'd be surprised. It's very cleansing. Is it? <laughs> so I hear. Um, I'll be honest. My wife has lost the plot. Oh dear. She's. Uh, it's gone. We've given up the allotment. We had a conversation and said, this "Oh is, no, this is too much work for too little return." I think oh. we've got. We got one courgette. What? From, that, from an allotment? From a whole oh, allotment yeah. out that of a, a year and a big, half. It was a really big one. No, apparently. Oh, what well, a was. beauty. I've <laughs> never seen one as big as that big. <laughs> you <laughs> love a vegetable-based song. I do. <laughs> it, was, um, it was actually too big for a courgette. Um, she said to me, oh, yeah, I picked it too late. And I went, what are you, what are you talking about? That looks Is like a really a good... Marrow? That's that's the problem. If you pick a courgette too late, it becomes marrow. Does it really? Yeah, no, they grow let's into marrow. No one likes marrow. Well, good to Who know. likes marrow? They grow into marrows. Every day's a school day, as uh, Mr. Skinner would say. Yeah. Yeah, I never that's knew right, that. That's right, a lot of kids listening. <laughs> <laughs> God. Where's, where's my blazer? Yeah. They're saying they're not, actually. They're saying, where's my sweatshirt with a school badge on? Unless they go yeah. somewhere pot. Where's my blazer and butter? Where's my DS guy? Well, that's a shame, though, because there's something... I love the idea of having an allotment. It's closeness to the earth and all that. This is it. I have to be honest. We're only in our 30s, and I think that is the problem. Just? It's it's the 
It's the idea of the allotment is better than the reality of an oh, allotment. So Persia were right. I know they said oh. the reality is even better than the dream, didn't not, they? Not when it comes to allotments. No. And I, th- I think perhaps it might be that I'm quite a tall man. And once we'd got past the uh, point of digging and it being quite nice, satisfying graft, it was then like weeding. Can I and ask that you just takes me too long question. to get down there. I've yeah. never been to an allotment. Yeah, ask me some seen practical a, questions I've seen them on telly, because I think one of the characters in EastEnders had it. Hold Probably on, can Emmerdale I just get well. back on my chair? I've fallen off because <laughs> the shock that Emily's never been to an allotment. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd have one, them. Yes. Surely. You mean, you mean in I've, Style magazine don't have a plot that you all yeah, go they down have, They have the allotment cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> where you go in and get some parsnips. <laughs> Did you run low? What happens on an allotment? So, presumably nothing. there's a gate. <laughs> nothing. One courgette in a year and a half. Nothing happened. What, are there toilet facilities? No. So what do you do? And what do you eat? There's toilet facilities if you're a horse. Oh, <laughs> how dare you. Do you take sandwiches? Yeah. Yeah, you grow nice. sandwiches. That's the idea. You're not going to chew an old courgette, are you? No. Uh, you do. No, you no, do no. go past um, allotments that are. Absolutely... Where can I find them? It's a good question. Where are they? Where are all the allotments? Well, motorway I on the motorway. I don't like to answer any question with Google, but if you okay. want to find your local allotment, then Google. They're, they're not easy to get. There's a waiting list usually for. No, there was. Oh, a waiting now list. I like them. You know, there was a waiting list. Three years we waited for hours. It's terrible since, that you've left. We've you, given you, it up in a year and a half. You sure you didn't? You and uh, your wife didn't taste from the of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and were banished from the... <laughs> no, we did get a warning letter about six months ago saying, um, could you tidy your allotment up? It's did got you? a bit overgrown. Who oh. sends you that? God. The powers that be. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's messenger on Earth, so, you know, a lady that... Um, it's funny you should say that, because I tasted uh, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and immediately uh, cancelled my membership of the Catherine Jenkins fan club. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, on the subject of Catherine Jenkins, I, 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 do you know where I she's from? I always feel slightly tense well, when you say on the subject of Catherine Jenkins. She, I don't know why that. Where could you be. say where she's from? What? Where she hails from? Yeah, where she hails from? Oh, she's Welsh. Where is she, she? Where she hails from? <laughs> where she hails from? She's from little, little, from, ha- little, she's from Hades, little, isn't she? <laughs> she's not. She's from. Uh, she's from Wales, and she's from a place called Neath, mm-hmm. oh. which is so obviously beneath. It's so obvious that she's from beneath. <laughs> I mean, all the clues are there. What, what? How long before we seize upon her? People are just letting it. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. When your uh, when your allotment's getting a bit overgrown and it's clear that you've lost interest in it, is it like when uh, you're in a car? You know, when you sit in a car and mm-hmm. then someone who thinks, oh, they're, they're obviously leaving, comes and pulls up and waits for you to pull out. It's, are there people hanging around waiting for your allotment to well, come up? Well, I suppose, up? yeah, not, um, not in their physical being, but they're on a list and they've been on it for three years. That's why it's you get a telling off. You've met someone very happy. Let's look at it that way as a positive thing. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. It's not that we've given it up. It's that they've got it. Ain't it? Enid, there's a letter from allotment people. Come, come, come quickly. Bring, gather the children. Yeah, I feel it better so about will be a letter now. as well. They oh, won't have email. It, no, Enid's got no email. No, they phone you. They phone you. 
They phone you. They phone phoned. you on the home phone, I bet, as well. Exactly that. I bet they oh, do. Oh, we were startled. I bet they do. Phoned on the landline. You know what I think I'm... Hello? Dougley 2908? You know that... What? I, I think I've got a landline somewhere you in the phone. Think, you think you've got a landline? I, I think I put it in a cupboard, but it's still plugged in. It's probably in the cupboard with all the other stuff that you've not used for a while. Have yeah. you got stuff you've given up on? I know you've you had a hula hoop and that's gone. Oh well, it's still there, but I haven't I haven't hooped. But, for but a also while. there was a great row of New Year's Eve 2010, yeah, I believe. Never really got I tell you what, I have, give, I have given up on. Um, I, I think I've accepted the fact I will never be in Doctor Who. Have you? I got I my manager. Why would you want to? I'm going to fess up to this. I got my manager Awful. to phone up the Doctor Who people <laughs> when I heard this series you was being filmed. Shut up. And oh, I said, great. look, I'm happy to be in a monster outfit. I'll just walk by in the background. I just want to be able you to did say. It. Been, oh, yeah. my God, this is the most humiliating thing. Regional <laughs> sci-fi? That's what you want to be in? You're one of the comic greats. I think it is national. You are one of the comic greats, and you are aspiring can towards you, regional sci-fi. Can you take that, Tim, you're one of the comic greats, and, and put it out on the trailer? Frank, yeah. I don't want you being in that. It's bad for your brand. We'll discuss it in the break. If, if I'm dressed as a, as a Cyberman, who's going to know? No, and it's the kind of actors in it are all people in the Gold Blend advert. I won't have you doing that. <laughs> That's not... I don't, it's I don't true. Care, it's true. I don't like Doctor Who. Sorry, but did I they don't. say no though? Did they say? Well, he never he never mentioned it again. So I take <laughs> it. I take it was he couldn't break it to me. <laughs> I mean, I was I would have happily just been you know man playing darts back a Rover's return while Ken Barlow talks to someone. <laughs> Maybe not Ken Barlow, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I was, speak anymore. I was, it's all I was not, So I've given up now. I'll never be in Doctor Who. Oh. oh, Frank. Well, I can't say I'm sad for you. Okay. I think it's a narrow escape. But um, it's. It's, it's as sad as the allotment, but in a different way, I think yeah, you agree. Yeah. <laughs> well, what you need to do is do the same as you've just said I should do. Rather than you think of it that you're not on Doctor Who, just think that an actor is getting a role. Yeah, but is there, though? Or is there just an empty chair in behind, <laughs> behind Doctor Who that I would have been in? That's, that's what gets me. Oh, you might have done an accent as well. I yeah, think you, you would have done. But then, if you've had a monster mask, you wouldn't have had a speaking part. Well, I would, because I would have said, "We'll destroy you if you ever return to the Spanish palace." I would cast you based on that. Well, there you go. I think that was wonderful. That's uh, you know they don't know what they uh... scene. <laughs> Is that what they say? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that you and your you and your acting experience. <laughs> Maybe you should try for it. I'd love it. I'm available. Alan, tickets still available. Cochrane yeah. is available. I've got a little bit of mascara. You could be, uh, you could be Davros. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. As ever, if you uh, if you get something slightly wrong on the show, um, people are keen to correct you. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever got anything wrong on the no, show. No, really. I once I've said, only been uh, doing it about four years. So when you know. said you wanted to be in Doctor Who, that was a late <laughs> point. That <laughs> wasn't factually incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think you'll find it turned out to be, my friend. That's, that's a, well, that, not wanting to be. <laughs> Being on it was factually incorrect. I once said skillet instead of trivet and the whole switchboard oh, nearly blew up. Oh, remember, remember that? that? that, was, that was, but yeah. I believe, Emily, we've, we've had a tweet saying... We won't that, even um, go into Descartes. Courgettes yeah. don't grow into marrows. We have. Well, I did. I did express some doubt about that. Well, I'm well, just I saying, Steph do. Connolly, um, and that sounds female. 
says everyone knows a courgette doesn't turn into a marrow. It just grows into a bigger courgette. Well, it's still part of the marrow family. Evidently, by the fact that I didn't know that, everyone doesn't know that. Steph. Hey, come on. <laughs> Take this come outside. On, come on, shake hands and forget about it. I, well, I, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't, I'm, I don't not, know I'm not either. much of a gardener, but I'm with Steph. I don't think, I don't think you just let... What, what, do you think a pea would become a watermelon if you just let it yeah, go? Yeah, that's what happens, it's nature. No, I think, I don't think it's... They're not Who are we to question? It's not like evolution where you have to catch them <laughs> early or they become something else. <laughs> anyway, the good news is we've also had a, a Do you think if you let John. a chimpanzee live a long time it would become a human being? Yeah, that's what happened with Shakespeare, isn't it? Have yeah. I misunderstood? Um, I think you're right about Shakespeare. Dear Frank, talking of of allotments, I have a pumpkin plant with one huge pumpkin and 20 the size of a walnut. Only took four months. Should be okay for Christmas. Yeah. See, that's that's what it's like. The thing is, they're on that apple tree that he didn't tend. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous nonsense. What else? Well, I'll tell you what else. We've also had an email in, but I think Alan ought to read it, actually. Yeah. Because um, it concerns me. Yeah, you're right. And it's oh, okay. <clears throat> Dear Mr Radio, the cockerel and the delightful Miss Dean, as I'm a few weeks behind on the podcasts, I was busy concocting a sham premise for an email so that I could crowbar a night's move invite to Emily to join me on a night out in Liverpool. I was therefore upset to discover that she had been here last week and I missed my chance. Of oh. Anyway, things probably wouldn't have worked out as I'm a bit old for her, age 31. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, just, I just need a drink Is that the time? Uh, and I'm afraid to say that I do occasionally still wear a boot-cut jean Oh, oh it's gone clocks and no, that's too dangerous <laughs> It's actually gone Hammond You can't go out with a man in a boot-cut You could become entangled Well, Richard Hammond's wife has got to He's, uh, he's done true. a nice little joke here, though Still, Emily, if you, ever, if you are ever back in the Hard Day's Night Hotel Brackets or up here as a day-tripper Nice. No, I've stopped taking those now. Let me I know. don't want to take over the boat. No, leave, he didn't mean that, leave it. Oh. Sincerely, Tom in Liverpool. P.S. If not, could you please pass my details on to R. Keith and ask if he fancies a couple of pints of miles? Hang on. I'm sorry. I thought he was asking me out on a date. It's me <laughs> slash R. Keith. <laughs> He's any isn't he? I, I mean, I don't have direct contact at this second with R. Keith, but I'm guessing he does fancy a couple of pints of miles. <laughs> Oh. Well, that's a lovely. I bet there's invite. people listening that don't know what mild is. That's the modern world. Well, I thought you were going to say there's people listening that don't know who our Keith is because we haven't introduced him. But yeah, he's my brother. Can okay. I thank Tom for his offer? And I'd like to say I will see him down at the taxi drivers' uh, sports and social club. <laughs> nice. I believe it's in the Walton area, L4. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Black Betty had a child. <laughs> Bamba Lamb, the damn thing drank mild. Okay. <laughs> Frank, we've had another email in. I uh, love it. Yes. My, we're popular. This is from <laughs> Australia. Let's, let's no way. Just, just in this show today, we've heard from Liverpool, Vancouver and Australia. Yeah. Oh, I also a... had a voice, uh, a voice in my head saying, uh, anyway. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything that it would say that wouldn't be too shocking to say on radio, so I have to stop that one. I'm sorry. I'm glad you gave it some thought. I'll do the, I'll do the uh, didgeridoo over okay. the top of this one. and I'll read it. That won't be distracting. <laughs> um, this is from the Gold Coast. Sorry, everyone, if you can't hear this. Australia. Driving, ho- driving home from work, listening to your poddy. He actually said podcast. And suddenly find myself singing... 
There was a man who had a dog and bingo... Oh, I sung it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, bingo was his name How, Does it go... Yeah, bingo well, was his name I don't name do it, that thing. I do How do you do? Bobby Bingo. B-I-N-G-O-B-I-N-G-O-B-I-N-G-O-B-I-N-G-O-B-I-N-G-O-B-I-N-G-O-B-I-N-G-O-B-I-N-G-O-B-I-N-G-O-B-I-N-G-O-
Ruby Winters, of course. Of course. Of course. What a chump course, I am. that was Ruby Winters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similar thing happened to me. I went up to Ruby Turner and asked her why she shot Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go down so well. If you, are, if you don't mind me, me saying, I think Ruby sounds a bit precious. Oh, no, I've just... Oh, oh very good. Oh, I made a very joke. Good. Oh, I see, it was a joke. Fabulous. I just good. recently worked with uh, Ruby. She was lovely. I've worked with them all. I've worked with them all. She's all right. She's no, she's no Miss Gingham, though. <laughs> Who is? <laughs> she might bring her Miss Gingham. I'll run it by her. I think I've got it on an acetate. <laughs> I'm actually having an acetate as we speak, so I'm going to have to move on. Coming up is Vicky Blight. She's next. And um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this same time next week. And believe me, we love you all. This is Frank Skinner. Absolutely.